0: Is this a make-or-break season for the Chicago Bulls' core to stay intact? We're going to talk about that. Plus, talk about what really do the Bulls have with this young core in the future and if there's any young player on this team that the Bulls could even reliably bet on being a big part of a future winning team. We're going to talk about all that plus more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow the channel right off the top at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first of all, I want to talk about this, right? And shout out to Elias Schuster over at Bleacher Nation who wrote an, an article uh, talking about like how... We could expect major changes to come if the Chicago Bulls fail again this season. But I'm going to kind of take a, take that in a little bit of a different direction, right? Is that, is this a make or break season for the Bulls' core? This is now, this will be this core's third year together. Yeah, yes, they initially came in with Lonzo Ball absolutely being part of that core. Yes, he went down with injury. They've had to adjust. They now have their point guard in Javon Carter. Kobe White, you know, holding down that point guard position. We'll see what comes of that. But you have to ask yourself. Are the Bulls set up maybe in a way to pivot away from this core in a meaningful way as soon as this trade deadline? If the Bulls have another struggling season, and kind of the way the reason why my thought went into that is we know we had the uh the quote from Zach Levine a few weeks ago in which he says, you know, you know, where there's smoke, sometimes there's fire, but he doesn't see anything happening anytime soon with him. But you got to look at that and say that. AK and Eversley have been listening to deals with Zach Levine, and like I said it, during that time when that came out, they should be listening to any deals that come in because you never know what could happen. This team is not at the level, has not showed itself to play at a consistent level to where anybody on this roster is untouchable. That includes Zach Levine, that includes DeMar DeRozan. Nobody is untouchable on this roster. It should not be in the right deal. That does not mean that you're looking to move everybody. It doesn't mean that you're going to trade anybody for whatever the best available package is. It just means that For the right scenario, anybody can get got, right? And when you look at this Bulls core and the fact that it's been declining returns on this investment since it came together. We started off initially so hot with Lonzo Ball there and everything and being the number one team in the East for the first part of that season. And it's literally been a downturn since then. And at some point, A.K. and Eversley have to look at this team and make a decision on what to do with this core in the future. And DeMar Rosen's pending contract extension is a big part of that as well, right? Before you lock in again with this same core for either another one, two years, whatever it is, if this team struggles, right, if this team is on that path again to have to fight for a playing spot towards the back end of the, of the season, do the Bulls finally look to make something? Now, let me be clear in what I'm saying. A full rebuild is not coming. It's not happening with this front office. It's not how AK does business. The closest thing we got to that is his first year here when he traded a uh, window Carter and everybody and kind of moved on from that. That's the closest to a full rebuild that we're going to get from this front office. I want to be clear and very poignant with that. It's not happening, but that does not not mean a major retool cannot be coming. And so, the how much longer can you invest in a, in, a, in a core that has shown you up to this point that the ceiling is a first round exit? Now, could that change? Yes, and we've talked about the reasons and ways that that could change. Hey, this team playing a little bit better together, right? The additions of Javon Carter, Torrey Craig, how much the, those margin areas absolutely do help this team is going to pay off. Can Billy Donovan actually adjust his system to use the skill set of these players a little bit better, right? Those are things that could up the ceiling of this Bulls team on top of the young players developing and hitting leaps. But if this team struggles yet again, right, if we have another struggle, another season where when it comes down to it, after December we're fighting to just make a play-in, you may look for you may you may try to start looking at other things and other avenues there and so this Bulls' core, right, when you look at it, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, they have their absolute flaws. And while some people say you can never win with a core that the big three do don't, or the, the, the core three don't play defense, which, uh, you know, it is what it is there, you, you have to start asking yourself. And, like, uh, the fans are having these conversations, right? So you would hope that a front office that are paid millions of dollars to run and operate a team are having these same conversations. You have to decide at some point. Right. What what are you willing to keep investing into something that is just not going to you can rehab a house so much? You can keep tearing it down. You can go through several remodels and you can make certain things prettier. But sometimes you just got to rebuild. Sometimes you have to rebuild. And so by that, again, let me be clear. I do not mean that a rebuild is a full rebuild is coming for this roster. But I mean, you may have to rebuild and retool this core. And so that is what, you know, coming into the season, I hope that A.K. and Eversley are evaluating it because. This is the year, as well, as I've said and been saying for a while, we have more assets right now in exceptions than what we've ever had, and the roster's pretty much set. Yes, we still have one open roster spot left, but even with taking that, you take that veteran minimum contract, we still have the full biannual exception. We still have a $10 billion disabled player exception. we still going to have about half of a mid-level exception all those are tools that the bulls could use at the trade deadline if needed to add to a contract or anything else to facilitate deals happening. Now, I'm not calling or saying that the bulls are going to be extremely active at the trade deadline again, but at some point that you have to ask yourself, when is the point of no return, right? When is the point of, you have to realize that the time and effort, energy, money that you invested in this core is not going to yield the results that you ultimately want. Bulls, you know, Bulls fans, they feel it. We're in basketball purgatory in a lot of ways. The worst place that you can be is middle of the pack. That is the worst place that you can be, right? The Bulls are bad enough, at least so far, until we see change coming on the court. We've been bad enough to where we don't have lottery picks, right? We're right outside that lottery. And we're not good enough to make it outside the first round or to make a run in the playoffs, right? And that is one of the worst places you can be, especially while you still have first-round picks that are owed to other teams. some point, the Bulls have to make the decision. And the biggest question I'm going to ask you guys today is, should this be a make-or-break season where you have to make an adjustment with your core? right some people will say trade Zach Levine. some people will say don't re-sign DeMar DeRozan see what you can get for him in the trade market some people will say you probably shouldn't re-sign Nikola Vucevic. he's on a reasonable contract can you move him can you pair him with something at some point you have to make that decision and at some point you have to p- pick a path we've tried to live in this two different areas and we haven't and that brings us to the next topic right and why i don't think a entire full rebuild is coming because the bulls do not have a young star that's worth Rebuilding this roster around right now. We have Kobe, who's shown some promise, shown some development, has still tons of potential left in him. We have Patrick Williams, who we all know has, has not been showed the consistent level of effort, aggression, or those type of things. Hell, he earned the nickname Passive P, right? Um, but still has tons of upside. You have Io DeSumo, who doesn't have as much upside, but still can be a change of pace, defensive nightmare at that guard position. You have Julian Phillips, who was our, our second round pick that we traded into this year who at least in some, in summer league showed maybe those concerns around his shot making weren't as valid considering how he changed the shot in college, and he's gone back to his high school shot. I do think that Julian Phillips has the potential to be a really big, you know, still in this draft, right? If he really hits that potential with his defensive ability and things like that. But the fact of the matter is in Dalen Terry, I think I miss uh, Dalen Terry, who, again, defensively can pass, can get out in transition. That shot still needs a lot of work. They have not. We do not have a young player that has shown enough, whether it be via the coaching staff not running enough for him, the development, us not having a a mind on player development. We have not shown or had a young player that has shown enough to say that comfortably. We can go forward with building around this player. That's why a full rebuild is not coming out. Is why one to two of Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, and Nikola Vucevic are all but guaranteed to remain on this roster no matter how we struggle because until. We get that player that shows that they've they've made, and that leap is going to be something solid and consistent. I don't see a... Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000 all you have to do is claim the code bull central but the fun doesn't stop there get up to the minute odds free bets and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on the best part about my bookie you can bet on anything anytime from anywhere use the promo code bull central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today Okay, moving and pivoting from players that, and Zach Levine, can be a top 10 player in scoring. DeMar DeRozan, one of the most consistent players, is going to always be efficient, get your points, get your buckets, things like that. Nikola Vucevic, top center at his position. They're not going to move on from all three of those players until one of these young players steps up in a meaningful way, in an evident way. And so... That is one of the things as well as that we hope going into the season with a better mind on development, a better mind with the player development coach, that we start getting better things out of those players, right? You put them in better situations. Kobe White, who showed so much growth last season and then came on as a start, as a score on the back half of that season, can he be that consistently now for a full season? Because if he does, maybe he does make somebody else redundant, right? Patrick Williams, can Patrick Williams finally start being a player that Again, I'm not expecting him to make all of a sudden this leap into being an 18 point per game score or anything like that. But can you get a consistent level of effort from him that you start seeing, OK, that mentality starting to come along. That is why, you know, hearing the things from, uh, you know, people who've seen and been in that team saying that he has a completely different mentality than what he had to end the season on. Hopefully that's true, right? Hopefully that's real. And then you have the young players that are still extremely raw, but they do have potential. And Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips, these players have potential to at least be two-way players at the next level and we'll see what caliber of player they can be in that in, with that skill set. But we don't have the surefire thing yet. The Bulls also, at least evident in what we've seen, haven't been a big free agent destination, right? We haven't seen a player take less to come to the Chicago Bulls. Lonzo the Bulls, were not. They did not hide their pursuit of Lonzo Ball at all. Like we knew or expected they almost traded for him at the deadline the year prior. DeMar DeRozan, the Bulls went out and got him aggressively after he kind of struck out on the teams that were first on his list, right? We have not seen the Bulls be this free agent team that big-time free agents want to come to yet, and that may be because of the other things that we've mentioned, right? So where this team sits at heading into the 2023-24 season is that we still have tons of question marks. Now, we got answers to some of it. We expect to be a much better team on the defensive side of the ball, right, with the additions of Javon Carter, Torrey Craig, even a team that was top five in defensive rating in in last year. But we know, weren't that in the half-court defense? We've made improvements that way. We've added three-point shooters, hopefully through the growth. Kobe White on the half of the season was almost a 40% shooter after the All-Star break, so hopefully that holds true a little bit more as well. Maybe we did something with the three-point shooting as well. But this is a season where, the evaluation at some point has to come to an end. You can keep, you can get caught in evaluating in perpetuity if you're not prepared and ready to move, right? You have to make a move at some point. And the Bulls have way more assets. And here's what I'll say The Bulls, to me, almost have no excuse to have yet a third in a row quiet trade deadline. They, they just don't have it to me, right? For a player, a disgruntled player that comes available, a team that fails, that maybe looks to shop off pieces that we didn't expect at the start of the season, right? A team that you know maybe is thought they were going to have more success once to duck that second tax apron. The Bulls have the assets now to be players in that trade market with all the unused exceptions that we have. And so, when you're looking at Ak and Eversley to evaluate this team, when you're looking at to see what the next move is, do they finally pick a path rather than trying to live in two different worlds? This is the season where those answers could be given. But I'm not willing to say that they're going to come for sure because what I've seen, and again, ownership does play a part in this. We cannot overlook the place that the Reinsdorfs have as being owners in this team over why we avoid the luxury tax. I do think that had, had if AK had full access to going to the luxury tax, as long as it meant improving this team, I think we would have seen a more aggressive AK in the last couple of free agencies, and maybe at the last couple of trade deadlines. We haven't because ownership has this mandate to avoid the luxury tax. And even though AK has said, you know, he's talked to ownership we, if we were between four and six, I just, from what I've seen from the Reinsdorfs, I personally don't believe that. Until I see it, I won't believe that the Reinsdorfs will say, oh, if you're between four and six, you can go into the luxury tax. To me, I'm looking at the Reinsdorfs saying, if you're two and three, right if you're between the second and third team in the eastern conference and you can make a move that you think clearly makes you the number one team in the eastern conference then maybe you can and then AK's even said before you got to use and and pick his words out he said to keep the team together so that also is different than acquiring other players so we'll see what happens right but i think 2023-24 has to be the season where you have to make your decision on are you going to continue doubling down on this core or are you going to make a move to try to improve the core. A lot of the outskirts and the out part, outliers of this team are going to stay the same. But now you have, we just mentioned, you have five young players. And that's not even including Erlot Bittem, Adama Sinago, Justin Lewis, right? You have these players now that are in your system, in your franchise, that we still have question marks what they can bring at the NBA level and if they're even players that, can't, that you can build around or are they just parts on a team that are built around other players, right? That's one of the biggest questions here with this team, and we don't have the pieces like some of the other teams in in even our division have when you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers and what they have on that roster. They have clear young players and young pieces that are going to be a part of that team for the foreseeable future, part of that core, right? Young players that they drafted that they are going to be part of that core for the foreseeable future. The Indiana Pacers have a player that they traded for in Tyrese Halliburton and Ben Matherin, on top of who they drafted, in J'Race Walker, who are absolutely going to be part of their core for the foreseeable future. The Detroit Pistons are all young players. They'll decide and, and, and figure out who's going to stay around, who's going to be part. The Milwaukee Bucks, we already know the best team probably in our division. So you have the Bulls that are sitting there without a true young piece that is clearly part of their successful future, right? You have pieces that are to. Patrick Williams is going to be here for a while. Daylon Terry is going to be here for a while, right? Julie Phillips, you expect to be here for a while, especially with the deal that the Bulls gave him. But are they going to just, are they just going to be here? Are they going to be part, a major part of the next version of the Chicago Bulls? We have those type of questions. And as long as you have that, it's difficult to go full rebuild. I know Bulls fans are calling for it. I understand why you call for it. And with where we are, right, and where we project to be, you got teams that are improving in the Eastern Conference every single year. And the Bulls have primarily just traded the water, right? We, this needs to be a year, if you're going to try to continue to double down on this core, if you're going to co- try to continue to sell us on continuity, this has to be a year that the Bulls make a move. And I don't mean a move with the roster, I mean a move in the standings. We have to be a more formidable team for you to try to sell that. But if it does not happen, is a kane eversley willing to move off this core and then you have to ask yourself this question as well have they draft are they are they good enough drafters right have they drafted as well enough or do you see them drafting well enough in the future to where they can rebuild that core if they go for a rebuild right that's that's kind of just some of the questions and things that are on my mind about this team like it's just we just sit in a place that is not it's not an enviable position to be in. For the Chicago Bulls roster, it just isn't. We have so many question marks. Hopefully those question marks start to get answered as soon as this year, as soon as in this training camp, as soon as this preseason. Because I tell you what, if one, to two of these young players make a leap, the, the, the ceiling of this team drastically changes. Not just minuscule, it drastically changes. But hey, my TED Talk for today, I guess. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentrapod at gmail.com lastly if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail you can do so at 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything chicago bulls related because of you guys and like i to in every episode on go bulls love you guys see red right if you can y'all peace this has been a presentation of the break for break- media, media.